Hi, it's Becky from Thriving Language here and I'm really excited today to be joined by Leanne and Gail <laughs> from Grey Home Surgery um, and it's the dental surgery and obviously we're going to talk about children's oral health so this is something that I've been chatting to Leanne and Gail about and just wanting some more information because we all know that it's now a statutory requirement for us to promote good oral health for children and we want to discover really how do we do this so I don't know who wants to, to lead in but actually what might be the best thing that we could do as a profession to share information with families and um, for um, to work in our practice with children what it, what could we do where could we start when we're thinking about oral health with children I think the best place to start realistically is um, understanding what actually happens in the mouth and what causes tooth decay. Right. Um, so it's kind of um, building up from that basis. Um, so the main, a lot of tooth decay is all caused by eating too much sugar. Right, okay, yeah, often. which we're all a bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the sugar too often. Okay. And generally most people's mouths can cope with, you know, four or maybe five attacks a day of sugar. But any more than that, or not enough time in between, will actually cause tooth decay. So to have to get tooth decay, you basically have to have a tooth. Right. You have to have time, and you have to have sugar. And normally we will always get some form of sugar at our meal times. So okay. breakfast, lunch, and evening meal. Um, even in hidden sugars, you'll always get something at those meal times. Even no matter how careful you are, there will be some sugars in there. And the problem what happens is when you have sugar is the bacteria in your mouth, what it does is it uses that sugar and it produces an acid. So the bacteria, once they eat the sugar, squirts out lots of acid all over your teeth. And everybody every single day will have acid attacks and everybody every day will get a little bit of tooth decay. That is so, that's like something we didn't know already, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's amazing to know that, Gail. Yeah. But the good thing is, is that we all have saliva in our mouths. And saliva itself will actually um, dilute the acid. And then it has some products in there that remineralize the area that's already started to decay. So it's a balancing act. Okay. It's a balancing act of how much acid is produced and how often to how much the saliva can repair the damage. So if you have breakfast at say eight o'clock and then you have a snack at 10, you've only got two hours. So your, your, your acid attack will happen very, very quickly. Within about 10 to 15 minutes, you're already um, getting tooth decay on the tooth. But as the saliva flows around your teeth, the saliva neutralizes the acid and it's full of things like calcium and phosphates, which is what the tooth structure is made up of. And the saliva will actually put those calcium and phosphates back into the tooth. But it takes a while for that to happen. And it takes a good maybe hour or so for right. the acid attack to reduce so that you can get the repair. And then you need the repair for a period of time afterwards. Ideally in adults, we're looking four hours. Yeah. Okay, in children, because they have to eat more often, um, that repair will happen more later in the evening once they've brushed their teeth. But having too much sugar too often, 
you know, every hour or a little snack or a little sweet or something in between doesn't give the saliva a chance to repair the mouth. The mouth will is really, really good and it will actually repair any little acid attacks. Right. But if it's consistent acid attacks day in, day out, all the way through the day, then it can't repair that and that's when you start to get holes in your teeth. And right. that also includes drinks as well, doesn't it? I was yeah. going to say that. Does that include your drinks? Yeah. And so this is why we want in children to drink either like sort of water. water. Well, we tend to have water. <laughs> yeah. At, at or milk. Water or milk. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, at any other time um, other than meal times. Like if they want something that has something in it, they can have that at their meal times because they're already getting a sugar attack then anyway. Okay. Because um, we can't eliminate it. So you're always going to get an attack then anyway. But between meals and between snacks, you need to let the saliva recover. So if you keep washing it with sugary drinks in between as well, uh, you're not yeah. getting the repair at all. So it's always going to be sugar, 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 sugar throughout the day. So we do have we're notorious for it in early years like we have snacks quite a lot because obviously like we said we you know the children need to eat fairly often so what sort of things should we be having as snacks then so um there are you you get kind of sugars that are freely available for the bacteria to use so cakes biscuits um juices things like that right whole fruit has sugar in it it has a natural sugar in it but it's actually not a bad sugar to have, right? Because it's in the whole form. Okay. When you say say you could you can have a, a piece of fruit, um, if you squish the fruit down and squash it all up to produce a, a squash, a smoothie, um, a, you know, a fruit drink, you've released all of those sugars within that product out. So oh, the bacteria right. can use yeah. it straight away. So although we think some of these things are healthy, like smoothies, they have free sugar that okay. can be used. Although it's a natural sugar, it's still sugar. All sugar is the same. Okay. Doesn't matter what, what sugar it is, whether it's sucrose, glucose, lactose, maltose, whatever type of sugar it is, it's all the same. It all does the same job with acid. Okay. Producing acid. So you want healthy sugars if you're going to have them so a whole fruit when you eat a piece of fruit it doesn't really release the sugars until it's almost in the stomach right so it's okay. not releasing the sugars directly into the mouth where the bacteria are going to use it right so fruit is a great snack vegetables carrots hummus things like that that you can do little dips and things like right, that right okay great Cheese, cheese, low flat mm. cheese is brilliant. You can have that, you know. My little boy loves cheese, and that's, <laughs> that's yeah. Good, yeah. I'd heard that that was good for cheese, so we'd be yeah. having that. So, so could you, you know, like I think we would have like sometimes we have sandwiches, sometimes we have cheese and crackers, sometimes we have fruit, cheese sometimes... and crackers are great, right? Okay, yeah, sandwiches, great. What right. goes into your sandwiches? It would be marmite or something like that, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, not a jam no sandwich, jam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 not yeah. a jam sandwich, <laughs> really fine. So, like, marmite or yes okay that's really good because and often children come with like a packed lunch already so it's like how you know like from what you've just said we really need to think about what's in there don't we and we really need to like all of us work together in families to yeah, start to see you know if you can spread the message from from the setting to the home then that's half the battle as well yeah, isn't it yeah absolutely I, and it's kind of making sure that if you think about Kids need a lot of energy, 
and they need the energy at reasonable breaks throughout the day. Um, but if they're filling up on sugar, that what happens is, mm. is it stops, it makes them feel full. Right. So they're getting empty energy. They're not getting nutrition. Now, in their early years, that nutrition is what builds their strong adult teeth. Their adult teeth are already forming. They're already there at the age of zero. As soon as they're born, their adult teeth are already starting to calcify, even though you wouldn't imagine it. Right. Their little teeth buds are already there. Right. So if their if their immune systems are not strong and they're not getting the right nutrition um, at that age, then it will affect their adult teeth when they start to come through at the age of six because they've already been formed. Between yeah, and so you've six. got to be you've got to be on it, haven't you, straight yeah, away? Really, and this and, I, and I, this is why this statutory requirements come in because obviously, like Public Health England have been looking at how many children are actually getting fillings, you know, before they're five or or decay, so you know, before they're five, and that's like one in five children, isn't it? You know, and you yeah. probably see that more in practice as well with with children. So in saying that, how how old should children be before they come to the dentist? Like when should they start coming to the dentist? Six months really. I would yeah. say bring them along to mum or dad's appointments so that they can experience the setting here and see what, what the smells are, what we all look like, um, and just get used to it really. Yeah, because like you were saying, it's different, different sounds, different, it's, like, you know, it, yeah. is, it is funny. Right? And some people, some parents and families as well, are quite nervous about coming into yeah. to dentists, aren't they? So, yeah, and I think it, it's about trying to not show that to the children and let yeah. them, let them ex see at an examination that everything's okay and that mum's all right and yeah. just get them used to it. And just trying out that chair there. as well. Oh, yeah. You know, that's like, yeah. And, yeah, and getting the sticker and all that stuff. Seems, but, um, so, and actually, we, you you start trying to have a look, look in the child's mouth about two. two but yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Try. Um, yeah. So, some of them love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's obviously, a... that if they've been in prior to them having appointments, then they've already sort of know the faces as well and know mm. our voices and things. So, yeah, yeah, so that does make a real difference, doesn't it? Does, it just yeah. build, it was building up those sort of, you know, connections, isn't it? And what's what's going on in their world and actually we all want a really nice nice sort of relationship with our dentists, don't we really? And we really want to understand what a dentist is there, you know, to help us and, and why yeah. you're always there. So that's really crucial. So I think like that side of it has been really, really helpful today. That's really helpful to sort of understand those those first points. But I think what we're gonna do is is sort of, you know, do some training around this for everybody because I think there's a, there's lots of unanswered questions there and, and there's a lot we, of depth. There that's is a best. lot more to yeah. go into, isn't there? And, and some, I mean, what, what we're not saying is that actually what you were not saying from a professional point of view, what we don't need is children to start cleaning their teeth in practice, do we, in, in the settings or in with their early years providers? They, yeah, they, I mean, the, I mean, obviously the ideal is every time they have anything with sugar on it, yeah, brush your teeth. But it's not practical. And as long as they, the main one that they have to make sure that's done properly is the evening brush. Okay. So brushing definitely twice a day with a fluoride toothpaste. Um, um, obviously the younger they are, it's just a smear of toothpaste. Okay. Um, or once they get to about um, two and a half, three, then it's like a pea-sized amount of toothpaste. Okay. But it's making sure that that brushing gets done, particularly in the evening, and it has to be done well um, to get that fluoride on there to strengthen the teeth back up again, ready for the next day's onset. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> and um, something to say is that maybe a lot of people don't know is don't rinse your mouth after you've brushed your teeth. 
it's right. the fluoride from the toothpaste to do its job and stay on your teeth. And most of us probably do, don't most we? Of, yeah. yeah, a cup of water and rinse yeah, it just rinse it all out. Or yeah, so we need that left on and just yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Honestly, I've learned loads already that I can take back to practice and do that. But you know, I would say that's so so helpful. And what we're going to do is, like I say, we're going to get together and have um, a Zoom training session in September, and we'll be putting the dates out for that so that we can everybody can join in with that and get loads more in, in sort of information from Leanne and Gail and sort of going right to the right to the people who know what they're doing who can really help us to enable our roles as well and make sure we're doing it right as well so thank you so much for that today that's been brilliant thank you You're and welcome. as oh thank you and as ever if you want to find us it's www.thrivinglanguage.co.uk and you can head over there and find all our online courses and all of our podcasts so nice to speak to you today bye <laughs>